Connectivity. What does that mean in today's world? That's what Chet and Gary discussed today. Let's go! Good morning, Chet, and how are you today? I'm doing great, Gary. How about yourself? Well, it's been so long since we've done one of these, I almost forgot how to do it. Oh, are we doing something? I think we're doing something today. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Um, well, we, the microphone's working, so... It's working. Uh, it took me a while to figure out how to work it, but uh-huh. it's working. So today, I think we're going to talk a little a bit about um, connectivity. Ah. And that's uh, also the subject of, your, of, of our meeting uh, that's right Wednesday, living in a connected world 14 so uh, if i don't get this on here before the meeting uh this information will be good for <laughs> after the meeting there you so, go <laughs> so just what does connectivity mean to us as apple club members well it, it's an interesting thing and i think it's it's as seniors that we don't tend to be as connected as our kids are you know, when you take a look at, you've got all the social media sites and other things that are online, online news and online banking and so forth, and we tend not to be quite as connected uh, as the kids. And I think that's something that we need to make sure that we better understand because what we're seeing in the world around us is banks are going to online banking, Stores are going to online ordering a produce that you can have delivered to your house. I mean, you can have Kroger's bring food to you, and we don't have a Kroger's store anywhere around us. And they'll bring food to your door. Uh, Those kind of things, you can order a pizza and have it delivered to your door. All of that stuff online. That's one form of being connected. But there's something I think that's even more important, and that's the idea that we can actually be connected by documents that we have shared with other people. And there are two different ways we can share something. If I create a note with the Notes app, I can share that with somebody else by making a copy and sending them a copy. Interestingly though, in my mind, that doesn't connect us. Why? Because when I copied it, I actually created two independent documents. If I change the original after I make the copy, the copy doesn't know I did that. If the person I sent the copy to makes a change, I don't know anything about it. So we didn't really connect each other. I I sent you some information and you know I'm around, but it's kind of like putting something in an envelope and mailing it. If I change the original after I mail it, you don't know about it. And what you do with the original or with your copy, I don't know. So we're connected for a brief amount of time. Uh, A very brief amount of time. In fact, I got it to the point in my own mind of thinking about the copy as a historical document. It's a snapshot of the original at a point in time, and it doesn't evolve after that. The other side of this is the technology that we have available to us, especially in the Apple world, allows us to actually share a document for the purposes of collaboration. And when we do that, There's only one copy of the document. It's sitting in iCloud, and both of us see the same document. So if I collaborate with you on a note, and you look and say, oh, wait a minute, it should have said this, and you changed it, I immediately know you changed it. 
I can change it and immediately change it back. And I uh, looked up the uh, information on notes, and you can share a note with up to 100 other people. And as you make changes to it, everybody sees the changes that are being made to it. So I think when we talk about collaboration, when we talk about sharing, when we talk about living in a connected world, we need to start to think about what does it mean to be connected, not what does it mean to contact. Make a phone call to somebody, send a, something through the mail, send them an email, but to actually be connected, to look at this and say, I'm sharing the same thing. Um, Freeform is a great example of this. Freeform you can share with multiple people and you can have multiple people drawing on the Freeform document all at the same time and you can actually see the keystrokes of the other people as they're drawing. That's in real time. In real time. Right. Now notes, there's a little bit of a lag. Uh, it tends to wait a few seconds when somebody's typing on their version before it posts it back to everybody else. But it's almost real time. So the, the difference is, are we really being connected or are we simply notifying each other of historical fact. We know another real life uh, example of this is uh, creating a grocery list and sharing it. Yes. As um, you're shopping with your significant other, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, you go separate ways, and as you tick things off, then the other party knows that that- They can see it was ticked off, that's right, yes. So I think that's a, a pretty pretty cool feature because you could be at two different stores, right? And things will get uh, ticked off. So yeah, that's kind of a real life application for me, anyway. Yeah, and the, and the thing that we're looking at is is going to get more and more interesting as uh, we see a lot more robotic stuff show up. Uh, robotics has exploded over the last couple of years. When you look at the state of the art of robots today. Uh, their dexterity, their uh, mobility, their ability to copy human uh, actions has gotten so good that uh, we're very, very close to having robots that can work in the home cleaning and washing dishes and folding laundry and doing a whole lot of things like that. And a lot of people can say, well, I don't believe you, but if you, if you look at where the state of the art is, we're probably within two years of that mm -hmm. is the thing. Um, and when you talk about, well, how in the world are they going to know how to do that? That's the artificial intelligence side, and that is another thing that is just literally blown up all over the place. Um, we've uh, figured out how to teach computers, not program them, teach them. And once we knew how to do that, then the, our ability to do things through artificial intelligence are mind-boggling. So I think we're looking at, realistically, an environment that probably in the neighborhood of five-plus years, five years or so, uh, you're going to be able to buy a robot that you can put in your home that can take care of the house for you. We'll have our own butlers and maids. Butlers and maids. The, the, the interesting thing is that as we start doing that, our dependence on the technology is going to increase. So I think one of the things for seniors, and seniors can take advantage of these. The, the fact that you can have the system do things for you, or you can have a, an electronic servant, a robot, or whatever you want to call it, that does things for you is the, the real benefit that I see to seniors. But it does mean that we need to learn how to deal with that. Well, there's, also, there's always that question of, um, you know, the dark side of that where people actually generate <clears throat> pictures, AI pictures or voices to gain access, mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me, access to uh, personal data. Mm -hmm. um, 
no matter what you do, there's always going to be a section of people that try to get around it and use it for for bad instead of for good. So. Can you point to any point in history where that has not been a true statement? No, nope. that's what I said. It's always going to. It's, it's always, always been there. It's always going to be there. That's that's right, and it, it just means that we need to learn to do things differently. I remember when I was a kid growing up, uh, women never paid much attention to how they carried a purse. Mm -hmm. And now there's a great deal of time and energy put into how's the best way to carry a purse so somebody can't just uh, grab it or run away with it. Um, so, you know, we learn things like that. We learn to look for indicators that there is a potential problem. Um, and I think that's the kind of thing that we're going to have to find. There's a lot of talk in the uh, industry at the moment with this ability to generate pictures and to uh, mimic someone's voice. Mm -hmm. and talking about requiring that the companies that build software that do those kind of things embed in that voice or that picture some kind of a code that says this is not real, this was generated by ChatGPT or um, it's the hide your voice routine or something like that uh, that's, that's working out there. So there are some efforts to try to get a handle on this. Yeah, as long as, as, long as safeguards are built into it, that's what you're looking for, so... Well, that's the thing that's kind of frightening. You watch some of the uh, new software that's shown up that's actually able to generate movies. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you can go in and say, create a character for me that looks like, and then give it a line of dialogue, and the mouth moves, and the eyes, and the eyebrows move, and the head moves just like a human would move. And you look at that and say, that, that person is saying those words. I can remember back with uh, Forrest Gump was the movie where they mm -hmm. had uh, Forrest Gump talking to Kennedy. Kennedy, right. And they actually made Kennedy's lips appear to say the words that, mm -hmm. he, that he supposedly was saying. And they did that by going back and finding speeches of his and capturing little snippets because. of pictures out of those with his lips moving in that, that fashion. And that's how they put that together. We don't have to do that today. Pretty simple now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very simple. So if they, uh, I guess if whoever designs these or, or gets these on the market, if they would take as much care as Apple, Apple is a very secure um, company. That's what they hang their head on is the security, security side, right? yeah. because we're always getting security updates all the time. So if someone puts that much thought and effort into security on these AI, then can be used for good. Well, it's interesting, though, that, that uh, one of the phenomena that we see is that people want cheap. Oh, yeah. And putting some of these extra uh, uh, bells and whistles in and some of the security features in cost more. So they're not as cheap as the version that doesn't have them all. And somehow we've got to get to, through to people that the cheap version, uh, yes, I can get it for $10 instead of $20, uh, is not the right answer when you're looking at some of this stuff. Well, I'm sure we'll dive deeper into connectivity on Wednesday. Can't wait to hear the uh, presentation. How many slides this time? Uh, let's see. I think it's around 45. 45. Oh, you're slacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to have some more time for the uh, for the uh, table exercises. Table exercise. and Otherwise, Great. yeah. You know, this doesn't take uh, quite as much uh, energy as, as going through the artificial intelligence one and, and mm -hmm. getting all that out. But I, I think that between artificial intelligence and this connectivity thing, uh, that's kind of setting the stage for where we're going in the near future. Well, it's going to be interesting. We can't wait. It's going to be Wednesday, uh, the 14th.
from one to three. Happy Valentine's Day in advance. So we love our members. Can't wait to see them. Right. Chad, it's been great as always. Uh, I think we'll end here and have a wonderful day. You too, Gary. Bye. Bye.